Hi, thanks for listening. In 20 seconds or less, I wanted to ask if you would consider supporting the show with a one-time donation of $1 to $3. The funds go to subscription fees, equipment upkeep, and a general sense of well-being. Links in the show notes. And again, thanks for listening. Okay, on with the show. New Test Subjects The white panel van rolled to a stop, the driver's movements cautious and observant. The length of the alley was demarcated with large trash cans, filled to overflowing. Multicolored ambient light from the surrounding sprawl broke up the darkness, creating intermittent shadows. There was only one other present, a vagrant in threadbare pants and t-shirt, sat against the wall, his head down, knees against his chest. A tattered and soiled trench coat hung off his emaciated frame. Abner Freeman wasn't always like this, but he was weak, unable to resist certain carnal urges. It was two in particular that were his downfall, alcohol and gambling. Like the devil's one-two punch, The drinks were complimentary as long as he was playing. Abner Freeman was eventually tossed from every casino in the city, the number for Gamblers Anonymous on a business card stuffed into his hand on his way out the door. Even now, a handful of them lay crumpled in the pocket of his coat. Life on the streets was hard, and like the rest of the human flotsam and jetsam, he had heard the stories of young punks filming their bum fights were playing knockout. Once he heard of bums being doused and set ablaze. It added paranoia to the mix of dependency and homelessness, so when Abner Freeman raised his head and saw the van idling in the alley, its lights off and the driver staring at him through the windshield, he ran. Inside the van, Dr. Wilhelm Krenner gripped the steering wheel. This was not his area of expertise, after all. He was a scientist and a researcher. His best work was done inside a lab, not a panel van. But if there was one thing his experience taught him, it was that science could often lead you in places you never thought you would go, like the dank underbelly of the city in the middle of the night. Seeming satisfied that his efforts would go unobserved, he saw the vagrant raise his head and look at him. Dr. Krenner cursed under his breath as he watched him rise and shamble off down the alley. Dr. Krenner hit the gas and gave chase. The harsh glare of the van's high beams washed over the sickly frame of Abner Freeman as Dr. Krenner clicked on his lights and tried to negotiate the maze of trash cans and garbage lining both walls. The van swerved left and right down the alley, its top-heavy design making it cumbersome as a chase vehicle. As Abner Freeman propelled himself out of the alley and into the deserted street, the van careened after him in an uncontrolled turn. He let out a single yelp as the van's left fender hit him in the back. Even as the van came to a screeching halt, Abner Freeman went flying. His body rolled across the street, 
ending up against the far curb in a crumpled heap, unmoving. In the van, Dr. Krenner clenched and unclenched his fingers on the steering wheel, whipping his head around as he sat across two lanes of traffic. His breathing became rapid. Throwing open the door, he hung his head out, his mouth open wide. He dry-heaved once, but nothing came up. He took a breath, wiped his mouth, and climbed down out of the van. Seeing nobody, his attention was again drawn to the vagrant. He needed him, but things had not gone according to plan. A plan simple in design, but decidedly more complicated in its execution. What was supposed to be a simple grab of a forgotten member of society had turned into probable vehicular manslaughter. Dr. Krenner could not be detained or questioned about his activities. There was too much at stake. He debated within himself. In the alley, his chance of being seen was next to nothing. But out here, any passerby would certainly witness his illicit actions. What was worse, now it appeared that the vagrant was severely injured, maybe even dead, and that changed everything. Or did it? What might be learned by testing the agent on a subject mortally wounded or already deceased? The pure science of it was enough, and Dr. Krenner made his decision. He climbed back in the driver's seat and brought the van alongside the vagrant. Putting the van in park but leaving the engine running, he crawled out of his seat and burst through the back doors. Working quickly, he hauled his ill-gotten cargo into the van, pulling the doors closed behind him. Seconds later, Dr. Krenner sped away and was gone. With no other sounds to disturb it, the city slept on in indifferent silence. Animal Testing It practically glowed. The green translucent fluid in the auto-injector seemed to pulsate with a life and power all its own. At least that's how Dr. Krenner thought about his creation. And he did call it his creation. He might admit begrudgingly that his life's work was still in its adolescent stage and not without its problems. What adolescent didn't experience growing pains? All would be well in time, however. His creation, his life's work, would thrive and fulfill every ounce of its potential. Of that he was supremely confident. Corman Cindy Jones inserted a blank video disc into the console and hit record. Taking a thick black marker, she wrote, Test Subject E on a blank sheet of paper. Tessie is ready, Doctor. Corman Jones said, standing still, her hands holding the paper in front of her. T.S.E., please, Miss Jones. We must not allow ourselves to view these creatures as anything but what they are. Test subjects for a greater good. Corman Jones frowned. Yes, Dr. Krenner. You may begin, Dr. Krenner said. Corman Jones looked up into a video camera suspended from the ceiling and held up the page. Having categorized the experiment, she activated the auto-injector. In an airtight enclosure, an adult female chimpanzee sat, calmly observing the clean, brightly lit laboratory through the glass. TSE gave only passing interest to the robotic arm that swung on its servos. 
The metallic appendage turned and unceremoniously plunged the needle into TSE, the auto-injector doing its work quietly. Having fulfilled its program, the auto-injector swung up and away, docking itself at the top of the sealed chamber. Dr. Krenner, his eyes full of hope and anticipation, watched for any reaction in TSE. The irony was that if his latest tweaks to the agent were even remotely successful, then nothing observable would happen. Only when it was allowed to join the others would he know if advancements had been made. Would the chimp exhibit increased fidelity to his troop, even in the threat of attack? Though not one to needlessly harm an animal, in the name of science, Dr. Krenner intended to do just that. The psychobiological effects of trauma on the beast should be minimized under the influences of the agent, even if the injuries themselves were severe. Corman Jones stood beside Dr. Krenner, ready to assist. The seconds ticked by, and the nothing that Dr. Krenner hoped for seemed to be achieved. He smiled as he approached the enclosure and put his hands up to it. TSE, recognizing the social gesture, did the same on the other side of the glass. Raise the partition, Dr. Krenner said. Corman Jones pressed a button and the wall behind TSE rose, revealing a habitat area. Several other chimpanzees milled about. Sensing them, TSE turned and scampered away from the glass, rejoining her kind. Are the men ready? Dr. Krenner said. Yes, sir, Corman Jones said, checking a monitor showing three men in protective suits with cattle prods just outside the habitat. Dr. Krenner and Corman Jones watched as TSE joined her troop. All seemed normal as they welcomed her in. Dr. Krenner was about to signal to let the men in when he hesitated. His smile faded as, through the glass he watched, TSE began to first shake her head, then beat her chest and howl. The rest of the troop began to react nervously and screech alarms to each other. Dr. Krenner went to the glass and watched as TSE became aggressive. TSE reached out to the nearest member of its troop and tackled it to the ground. At first nipping and snapping, TSE seized its terrified companion and bit down hard on the fleshly part of its thigh. The animal screamed out in pain even as it managed to break free and drag itself away. Wasting no time, TSE turned and chased after another, raking its teeth down the fleeing animal's back. Corman Jones gasped as she watched the carnage being perpetrated in the enclosure. Dr. Krenner's shoulders fell, his face too as he watched the chimpanzee with the wounded leg drag himself up, seemingly forgetting his injury and give chase to a smaller adolescent female chimp. Seconds later, the smaller chimp's arm hung broken and limp by its side, a gash bleeding freely. Dr. Krenner, what do we do? Corman Jones said, her face pale. Dr. Krenner only stared, seemingly too taken aback to answer. A second cry from the corman snapped him out of his fugue state. Let them in! Put them down! he said. Corman Jones leaned over and shouted into an intercom, Go! Euthanize the subjects! On the screen, she watched as the three men in protective suits abandoned their cattle prods and drew nine-millimeter pistols. In the habitat, every monkey bore some injury 
and all had become horrifyingly aggressive. Seeing the men enter, the troop hung together and worked as a unit to attack their enemy. The chimps ripped and tore at the protective suits of the men, biting and trying to sink their teeth wherever they could. The men tried to fight them off, hardly managing a tactical retreat, firing their guns as they backed away from the aggressive chimpanzees. Dr. Krenner and Corman Jones jumped at every report from the guns as the panicked men fired, now in defense of their lives. The men continued to retreat as they witnessed the high-velocity rounds rip through the chimps, but not slow them down. Only when it was realized that headshots were the single injury stopping them did the tide turn. Minutes later, the three men stood still, their suits in tatters. Around them lay the torn and bullet-riddled carcasses of twenty chimpanzees.